Adele, another sidebar for us because music is too freaking good. I don't know what the month of November, which is usually a pretty shitty month in my estimation, did this year in 2021 to deserve such amazing, eye-opening, head-expanding music, but we have it. It's unbelievable. (laughs) You know, and our sidebars are... For those who need a reminder, are sort of conversations that are incidental to our main content of books, movies, and TV shows. And we've done, you know, some albums before. We did Taylor Swift's prior one, and 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 then and the Chicks, and then now Taylor again. And you're right. I thought they would be sort of a one-off thing here or there, but we we have to be come back and do this. And I know we just did the Taylor Swift her Red album, Taylor's mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. but. These are storytellers. It's what I said on yeah. on Taylor's. It is these albums. They don't even feel all that incidental at all to what we do. It's just a it's different right. format. I mean, it's crazy. It's true that these women are absolutely storytellers and that's what draws us to them. But it's even more minute than that. This is all, to bring it back to Sally Rooney, and I don't really believe in the idea of the individual it all happens to be, even our very first sidebar was J-Lo and Ben Affleck, and we're talking about the one that got away and true love and, sa- again, same themes with Taylor Swift and now with Adele. Yes. It's, it's, it's all the same conversation. What what does it mean to relate to people and, and relationships and what purpose do they serve and going back and looking forward and oh yeah so good or I was thinking even with our um complicated female protagonist one of our early uh Mm -hmm. criteria you know was just do do we see growth from beginning to end and this album you you actually see it in an album just in 10 songs or however many songs it is it's about an hour long somehow in that amount of time, there is a full arc, just like there, there would be in a novel. So, well, we'll talk about that a yeah. little bit. Cause, I, I mean, cause, but it is, you disagree, no? No, oh, no, no. Oh. I, I don't disagree, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back. It's a little too nuanced to start with. Yes, but. yes. But it is a story, the album. I mean, from Absolutely. on the surface Absolutely. about divorce from her husband. But when you listen and, and hear her discuss it, you understand. You know, it's really a story about her own journey to find herself and, and of course, to explain it to her son. So it feels, feels not even incidental to, to me, I feel like. I agree, and and not even incidental to what we always talk exactly. what, what we talk about on the on the podcast, and talked about true love with Taylor Swift, and it's the same echoes here. But just this idea of a divorce album is so fascinating to me, and it's not something we've historically we've talked about. Not you and I. The society has not talked. It's not talked about a lot. It's either you stay together or you break up, and that's the binary situation of it. And there's so many more conversations around this idea. And also just there are more women willing to call their albums divorce albums. And like, this is what I went through. And it's funny because there have always been breakup albums. They're usually, but they have a completely different tone. They are, you know, a little bit angry. They are hurt. They're not, it's, it's a more superficial hurt. Because divorce albums, at least, you know, in the few that we've had, I think Casey Musgraves, right? Yeah, hers is so good. Put out what she calls a divorce album. And 
it's deeper. The hurt is much deeper. It doesn't feel like an ego hurt. It feels like a soul hurt. Yeah. And the introspection is so much deeper. What went wrong? What happened? As opposed to like, you know, in a breakup album, you pretty much think you know exactly what went wrong. Yes. You were a jerk. I was this. You know, like right. whatever it was. Or even sometimes it's I was a jerk and I wasn't ready for you or whatever it is. But this is divorce albums are not so black and white. They are really soul searching. What happened? I decided to devote my life to you. What happened? Yes. And for this one, and I know for Casey Musgraves, it's so much of it is just focused internally. Like you said, it's the introspection. It's where did I lose myself? And Mm -hmm. what am I trying to to find and and how can I grow from this it's so it's not even so much about the marriage or the end of the, the relationship. relationship it's right. about the relationship that they are trying to find with themselves and yeah. and that is the part that I love and that I really mm-hmm. relate to and you know you you say like a breakup album I mean we did just talk about Taylor and you know some of hers I love her, like, as we said, Scorpio-infused vengeance lyrics, yes. you know, and and I love them. Like, her diss tracks where she, you know. Yeah, just to, just to remind people if they didn't listen to Red, Taylor Swift yeah. is a Sagittarius but has a lot of Scorpio in her chart. Yes, Lots. yes, yeah. which is like, you're dead to me when you're, yes. <laughs> when you're an ex. Once, and yes. Yeah, and her, her lyrics – are so you you just you feel so much of that and I love it you know you're like yeah but with Adele you know there's much more of this of her feelings of herself sort of slowly dying inside um there's nothing really tumultuous about right her and the ex it's more oh my god I lost myself and what the hell was I doing and 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 yeah all of that oh yeah and probably not i did not look up oh you do you, adele's full birth birth chart to yes. see what other influences could be involved but but even just from her sun sign taurus sun sign earthy grounded of course deep of course that's the way she's going to deal with i i guarantee even if she wrote like a you know a, um, a more superficial immature love breakup album it would not sound like taylor swift's right of you know, course old old uh, albums either so yes and she is just so you know moon and sagittarius and ri- cancer rising just so i can oh, give you all the facts okay <laughs> wow. but yeah she's got that's that's a earth i mean uh, earth sun and um earth fire and water i was wow. about to say earth wind and fire which is yeah. the uh, uh, band no air she's missing the wind yes yeah. yes so it's water yeah. Um, and it's her first album in six years, which I can't, I can't even believe that it's been so long without Adele. Um, but I did want to say, you know, as proof of the storytelling nature of this album, you, as you know, Adele asked Spotify to remove the shuffle button um, yeah. because oh, yeah. That's she, what I was talk about. she does yeah. view these songs to be telling a very specific story in a specific order and i know you have feelings on this that i i do apparently i said to you last time i didn't know that you listen in shuffle but but tell me about that because after you said it i'm like that is so corinne that is so awesome (laughs) and it's so different this just proved to me how again our 
many different ways of doing things. So you listen to albums, generally speaking, on shuffle. Yeah, for the very first time before I've, I know what to expect. I do. I because otherwise I would just go and I'd look at the titles, or maybe I'd look at the hit that's been out, and I'd start with that one, mm-hmm. or I would choose in a way that doesn't go with, comport with what Adele has said. By the way, Adele had some very strong words. I'm gonna. She tweeted. We don't create albums with so much care and thought into our track listing for no reason. Mm-hmm. Our art tells a story and our stories should be listened to as we intended. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's a, if that's not a fixed earth sign, I don't know what is. Exactly. And do you know, I, yeah. I did not read that or but, but that's if you had asked me, I would I would I could have said those exact words. I and I'm not even the creator. I'm I'm just like, yes, yes, it should yeah. be listened to in the order. Well, but I'm a fixed I, sign, so maybe this makes what sense. What I have to say to Adele is I completely agree with her insofar as the creation goes. I That is, of course, she should think about the order that it goes in. And it is part of the story that she's telling. And as you're saying, from beginning to end, there's growth in her, in her as a person and as an artist. And so... But I vehemently disagree with the idea that you can control how someone yeah, else. I get that. I do. Uh, takes in the art. Yeah. And it's I, a little I strong. A lot, it's a little strong. It's a little too strong. And here's the thing: I believe that each person that consumes art, you know, I, I've said this so many times. Uh, forget about it. Timing is important. It will happen that a movie everybody loved you didn't watch and then somehow 10 yeah. years later you find it yeah or two years later whatever it is authors say that about and books they find you when yeah, you're meant books. to find them yeah exactly and so I believe the song that I need to hear will find me on, on shuffle now that might be my own crazy whatever but as a creator myself I feel like that's what I believe so I agree with that, except not the first time through. See, that's where I, I, the first time I feel like I should listen to it in the order. This is the story and beginning to end. And again, this is for artists I really love. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. with others, I might just right. skip right to You're the You're not even listening one. to the whole right. album. But on right. one, yeah. when I'm waiting for it, I will the first yeah. time. I feel like, yeah. although let's just be honest I never that's why I find this so fascinating about you versus me it never even occurred to me (laughs) not to and that is what made me stop and go damn like she listens on shuffle like it sounds so wild to me like I'm serious I'm like oh look at her living life on the edge send me the song the universe wants to send me I'm like no but she must begin at the beginning and go yeah 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 I don't know it's just I just I don't I don't know cool. that it ever really occurred to me to listen to it from beginning to end. I know. That's what I think is so great right here. But you're right. The, but this conversation we're having sort of, to me, proves why what Adele said it is a little is a little harsh. I mean, listen, if you, yeah. what do you care? Like, and yeah, you only you, Adele, can go. actually yeah. tell Spotify what to do. I mean, really? <laughs> like, I mean. I love that. Right? I mean, that's a lot yeah. of pull right there, but. Yes, I loved that. I loved that. I did love that Spotify listened. So let I me ask. So you listened to this on yeah. Shuffle? You did. You, totally. you did. Totally. Okay. What What was the I've first ne- song that came up? Never. This is what I need to... What did uh, the universe send you first? 
uh, woman like me. Is that what it, women or woman? Woman, woman yeah. like me. Oh, yeah. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is not actually surprising. So good now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so yeah, shuffle it that is was... for Corinne. <laughs> well, sorry, Adele, but <laughs> I don't know. All right, so where where do we want to jump into this? The album. I did want to talk a little bit first about her damage if that's okay before the songs because I think if we're going to talk about um 30 the album we got to do it in true pop fiction women style which is which is to talk about her damage because it really does impact I think so much of why she made the album we're already touching on some of it in the first place and what was she she was exploring through it and then I think um of course, after the songs, we got to talk a little astrology because that's not just pop fiction women's style. That is actually integral to Adele's story here. She Which she seems I to be a soldier love. in our astrology army. So oh boy, it's crazy. No, she is way. I'm, she's, she's way she's beyond. Our, she's she's our captain. She's no, our she's, leader. She yes. is our leader. I mean, I don't have any astrological tattoos or. Oh, I have God. some jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> I want, you know, uh, we're talking about the beautiful Saturn uh, earrings mm-hmm. that she wore for her Adele one night only. And I meant to send you this link. There was an article where where you can find knockoffs online. I'm like, oh. ooh, Christmas gift for Corinne. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <Yeah. laughs> Saturn earrings. It's good stuff. I know, right. I know. Um, so, Although I'm not sure I want to be reminded of that time, well, but okay. <laughs> actually, that's a good point. So when we get to Saturn's return, we'll talk about yeah. that. Um, yeah. but, but I do think that, you know, the greater context of her damage and what was happening to her personally really does set the stage for the tracks, all, all the, the tracks. And I did want to talk a little bit about some of that because she talked about it in the, the couple interviews that she did before the album came out. So there was the big one she did with Oprah uh, in conjunction with that Adele One Night Only. Uh, and she also had a really interesting conversation on Apple Music, um, an interview there. Um, but first, you know, one of the things that I thought was so interesting that she said to Oprah um, was how when she's writing um, or singing, like her her emotions are being channeled. She feels like from somewhere else entirely, mm. like mm. that she doesn't actually think she thinks or feels that deeply in real life, but that mm. the so... But when she's singing or writing, it is coming from some part of herself that she has no idea where it's from and that the songs are a revelation even to her, which mm. she she says that like, I don't know where this comes from. And, and I was thinking from a creative perspective, it's so interesting, like how the psyche works. And I know we've had authors talk about this where they feel like they're books like reveal things to them about themselves that they didn't even know like so after the fact and that she felt like for example like she didn't think she was really making progress she was in therapy and she was going through all this stuff and she just felt like nothing's changing and but she'd written hold on which you know we'll probably talk about and she they she had to listen to it over and over and then one time she listened to it and she realized so much of her own emotion she was like it was like I know I wrote the song but I don't I didn't know where any of that came from and like that is just so crazy to me I don't know and I think it probably does happen a lot with creative people that your wounds and your feelings and your damage is coming out in ways that like are so surprising to you 
I, yeah, I've I've definitely experienced that, and I've written I've some I've written things and been like I wrote that like that's my like I wrote yeah that. right yeah but I don't feel quite as as deeply as she does about the whole process but maybe novel writing is is deeper or it just it, the whole project is longer I guess than but I don't know but maybe not maybe I just don't maybe I'm not Adele I'm clearly right. not Adele but. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So anyway, I thought that was just very interesting that she's tapping into Mine has parts a touch of, of magic. Yes. Not, not a whole, you know, wealth of it the way she does. Yes. Well, even a touch of magic is pretty exciting though. Um, yeah. And so another thing she talked about, which goes to her damage, is about her upbringing uh, and, and mm-hmm. her views on sort of the nuclear family. And, and she said that she was obsessed with... A nuclear family because she never had one and that she had promised herself that when she had kids she would stay together and she tried and so when she decided that she just couldn't she was so disappointed in herself and and mostly disappointed for her son because that was was basically the one thing she promised she wouldn't do to him um mm-hmm. and I know we talked about this a little on our upcoming sort of love and marriage sidebar but she just said she was so embarrassed that she she didn't make her marriage work. And she said something I thought was so interesting. So she said, whatever the biggest wound of your life from your parents is, you end up trying to heal those with your relationships. And she said that her dad's lack of presence and effort with her in her life, because um, he was an alcoholic and he wasn't around, uh, really made her feel like, she said basically when someone doesn't love you, you try to fill that void and she Mm -hmm. would just expect it to hurt at some point in all relationships because that's what she knew from her father and so Mm -hmm. she would just hurt first or or Mm -hmm. she's like I had zero expectations of anyone um yeah yeah right yeah yeah I that the way she spoke about that in Vogue was just really so powerful I was really blown away but for me, what made it really powerful was the way she saw herself continuing the cycle mm, with her son. Yes. yes. And that she said her son would say things to her and she would shut down as if her son was her father and her and she was the child. Yes. And that's where I, I you know, we all know the wisdom don't attach to outcomes, right? Because that is not really what you're trying to address anyway. She thought she could fix the wound of her parents by not getting divorced and having this nuclear family. But meanwhile, she what she was actually doing, staying in that nuclear family, was repeating the same wounds, inflicting the same wounds. And so yes. it took her coming out of it, and not just the divorce, but her introspection and her you know, working on herself. And, you know, as she said, she was very, very honest in that Vogue mm-hmm. interview. She said that involved, the, the, the interviewer said, what does this process entail? And she said, well, my therapist told me I had to sit with my little seven-year-old self mm. because she was left on her own. And I needed to go sit with her and really address how I felt when when I was growing up and issues with my dad, which I had been avoiding. And she says what what were those issues not sure if being uh, not being sure if someone who is supposed to love you loves you and doesn't prioritize you in any capacity when you're little 
you assume it and you get used to it. So my relationship with men in general, my entire life, and this is what you were saying, has always been, you're going to hurt me, so I'll hurt you first. Mm. It's toxic and prevents me from actually finding any happiness. And she was repeating it. Married, unmarried, whatever. She right. was repeating it with her son. Yes, yes. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know how she she elaborates. Sometimes with my own son, he would talk to me in a certain way and I would shut down. With my own fucking child, she yeah, wrote. Yeah. I take it so to heart what he's saying when when actually what he's saying is, no, I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> and she was being defensive as if you're saying, no, I, I don't love you. And someone who's supposed to love you, you're not sure if they do or not. It. That, I mean, that's some deep yes. shit, Adele. Yes. Deep. And what she's working on to address it, to face it, to break the cycle, I, I don't know how she could con- divorce, not divorce. I don't know how she could consider herself a failure in that way right. or have that shame around it no I'm not I, of course she's entitled to that but but man this is the hard work staying together for the sake of staying together is not hard work if you're not doing this right and so this is incredible right and it's that she realized she had to learn to love herself that that's that's what so much of this is about um and so yes, you're right. It's not about in married, divorce, and relationships. You, the person, Adele, is going to be in every relationship, right? It's it's mm-hmm. you. So oh, yeah. if she, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, yes, I think she says she's disappointed, but she also says, you know, if she can reach the reason why I left, which was the pursuit of my own happiness, even though it made Angelo really unhappy, if I can find that happiness and he sees me in that happiness, then maybe I'll be able to forgive myself for it. Mm. You know, oh my gosh. Mm. But I will say with her dad, which obviously that was a very pivotal uh, relationship in her life, uh, she told Oprah that before her dad died, that she wanted to play to be loved to him because he was the reason I could not be loved, she said. And this blew my mind. He had never listened to her music. His daughter's Adele. I mean, I don't even understand how that's possible. Um, But as part of their reconciliation, he was sick before he died. She wanted to play him that song and they ended up that he listened to all her music you know he listened to that song with her they both cried and but he ended up listening to all her music and she said when he died the wound closed up mm-hmm. yeah she said it was like a physical reaction yes I know we talk yeah. about wounds so much and that mm-hmm. to me was just I don't know that image of it just like healing over mm-hmm. um was so crazy to me yeah. um mm-hmm. the other thing she said in this Apple Music interview <laughs> was that, um, she, again, I thought was so interesting that she talked about rage, another another topic we like to talk about. And mm-hmm. she said that she was so surprised by the rage she felt after she left her marriage. She mm-hmm. said she never, this is very me here. She's like, I, she never really, <laughs> well, she said she never really had anger in relationships. Like no arguments, like, you know, she's like, disagreements, yes, um, of course, and you discuss them, but not a screamer, everything very calm, not volatile. But afterwards, she had so much rage because she was so frustrated at ignoring herself for such mm-hmm. a long time. 
Mm-hmm. That was scary to her. And that's yeah. what pissed her off. And I yeah. love that too, because you think of breakups or divorce that people are angry at the other person. And she's like, yeah. no, no, I was pissed at myself that yeah. I let myself get this far, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, and that I was like, oh man. Um, but then once she realized yeah. that, everything started to change. Like she, she had to look at herself and she said, I went through a process of deciding what I needed to leave behind and what I wanted to take of myself. And she said she ultimately left everything behind. She took, you know, she's like, I took my personality, me, <laughs> right? But she said, I left behind my traits and habits and things that had been handed down to me. So the shit you inherit that you think, you know, stuff that's been put on you and you sort of accept and she's like, I left that all behind. And then she's like, thank you, therapy. But um, yeah, and that she had to work really on just rewiring her brain. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is what my therapist says to me all the time yeah. um, about rewiring the brain. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought that, yeah, that the rage coming after and being directed at herself was just very, very relatable for me. Yes. Um, yeah. And this probably explains yeah. the last thing I want to say that she said in this interview that um, she's not catering to the TikTok generation. And she said she's writing this record for the 30 and 40 year old women who have loved in life, who are in therapy. She's like, that's my vibe. Those are my people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no wonder I like her album so much. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that, too, with the whole idea of a divorce album and how kind of mature that is mm-hmm. and how, one, that it's great that we're not just, I mean, I do think music has has really moved away from the like teenage pop sensation. We, obviously, we still have them, but even the versions that we have yeah. now, if, if Taylor Swift was once one of them and, and Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo, Rodrigo exactly, now, they are so much more deeper yeah. and less, I think, controlled by some sort of nameless, faceless music industry machine. Mm-hmm than than ever before but but besides the whole evolution I guess of the industry is I just started to think of divorce and it's not because aren't Adele and Taylor Swift are the same age right uh very well she's 33 right now what did we just say Taylor Adele's 33 yeah so I think she's a little bit younger than that but Taylor is, but it's very close. They're, they're well, Taylor's close. born in 89. We know that from her album, oh, right? right? So yeah. how, <laughs> you know, I can't do yeah. math. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't about age for me. I was thinking about the phases of relationships and, and, and specifically in this case, the phases of divorce. I feel like there were some people who, you know, waited to get married or, you know, knew that first like this is the person I'm going to marry and it's like no sorry I can't do it and then so that's not divorce that's pre-divorce and then there's people who got into it and were like "Mm, I probably should have known the whole time that this wasn't what I was looking for you know it's why they call the first year of marriage the one of the hardest because you are reckoning with the idea of marriage versus the actual reality Mm -hmm. of it the expectations versus the reality and so Lots of people get divorced during their first year of marriage. And then another wave is like right before you have children. You're like, 
okay, now this is this is becoming more serious. Yes. Right? Like this now I am will be tied to this person for the rest of my life. Whether we get divorced or not, I am tied to this person for the rest of my life. That's that's all there is to it. And so I feel like that's another kind of phase of reckoning. And then another is where Adele is, which is and maybe that's where Casey Musgrave wrote it, right? I don't think mm-hmm. they had children. So it's Casey did not, was, yeah. Right. So she was thinking, am I going to really be tied to this person? Um, But this is Adele is a a different phase of the now your child is a sentient being and you are having a relationship with that child and you just begin to see yourself in a different way and and what you want for your life and yourself and what you expect of yourself and And what you want to be projecting to them and teaching. Yeah. Teaching him in this case. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that is a, a different phenomenon that we've seen. And it's not really about age. It's about kind of where you are. And yes. she's speaking She's speaking to a group of people who has never really been spoken to before. And I just, yes. I love that. That's love that. exactly. I agree. Yeah. That's is not, I like the way you said that. Yes, to a group of people who's never really been spoken to before. And it, yeah. it, at least maybe not in this Way, way and on yeah. such a big stage um you know because mm-hmm. Adele yeah. I mean it's Adele it's yeah. Adele I mean and she's you know with Oprah and I mean yeah. you know <laughs> and it sounds like something Oprah would talk about right but I mean yeah but just yeah the dialogue again around this I'm just so happy that it's out there on such oh a big stage Yeah, absolutely. We need more narratives around this because it's not going to resonate with everyone, but there's sure hell a lot of people who it will resonate with that have never heard something that that spoke to them in this way, that that captured what they were feeling and going through in this way. Oh, yes. So yep. so should we talk about some of the songs sure. and what Go ahead. what captured us? Um of yeah. course I have them in order. <laughs> I'm in a in Adele order. In Adele's order. Not order yes. of favorite cuz mine no. would be in order. Yes, I have them in Adele's order. Yeah. Um yeah. Um and well I'm not I don't I didn't love, I'll be honest, I did not love Strangers by Nature. Um but I love the first line of the album from that song I'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart I just felt like I could see that Mm. again just a visual um Mm. you know she says for all my lovers in the present and in the dark every anniversary I'll pay respects and say I'm sorry for they never stood chances if they could and I just felt like this is her opening like I understand like this you know I wasn't I wasn't open I wasn't myself yet and yeah. you know but then she says yeah. at the end of it all right then i'm ready and i just felt like that's a, i like the start of this um even though of the songs that's not one i you know hit on repeat all the time no i get what you're saying I, just the message of it but it's also the way it's said now me my style i love that that idea i like it in uh, Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Yes. Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> the old yes. Taylor can't come to the phone That's right exactly now. Exactly right. Same exact idea. But I, you know, I believe in this idea of uh, that I can imagine Adele has some version of Adele that is in a grave that she can bring flowers to. Yes. I get it. It's so perfect. And I you know, it's funny. It. There was a, uh, love the New York Post, right? There's always, always something fun in there. They had an article about all Adele songs matched to your astrological sign. 
Oh I know. Can you imagine anything more perfect for us or this? And it was from, I'm sorry, Adele songs from the 30 album. So from this album and right. Strangers by Nature was the song for Aries. I just thought yeah, I'd let you know sense. that. Cardinal. Yeah. yeah Cardinal I just thought, yeah, and I don't have them all written down, but I know, I know mine and yours, but, um, so and I, what was yours? So mine was, can I get it? Which is the one where she's now ready to jump in to have a real relationship. And, Mm -hmm. you know, can I get it? Can I get it? Like, will you Mm -hmm. run with me? Like, I know you want to. You're the one for me. You know, that whole, that that made sense for me too. Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah, this one she's finally ready to quote unquote get it. So, um, all right. So easy on me. I got it, which is track two, but it is one that I... I feel I have to talk about. It. Um, certainly was the big single, but by the way, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, uh, well, then explain to me how the big single is not the first song in Adele's world. Well, but that's that's often true. Oh, I guess you're saying under her definition. Yeah, if if she's uh, yeah. telling us a story and it has to, then be how consumed. dare you give us a piece out of order? Oh, that <laughs> yes. is good. Just you're right. I mean, I, I I wouldn't say that, but I also wouldn't have said what she said. So I. You're right. You're right. Well, listen, lady, you want us to listen in order, but you gave us something out of order. Exactly. (laughs) That is a good point. So literally no one could have possibly listened to it in order because we all heard. Easy on me. Easy on me first. That's a good point. Yeah. The lawyer with her counter argument. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so I did listen to this like many people in America a thousand times over when it first came out um and you know this was the first song she wrote for the album and she said that she wrote it and she put it down and she was like okay cool I'm done like I have nothing else to say like this song is the one most directly about her marriage ending trying to explain to her son and she she wondered like okay well did I just get this out of my system when I wrote it like am I like I'm good and you know then six months later obviously she wrote more songs had a lot more. yeah she had a lot more to say but I think it's interesting yeah. that she wrote this and sort of felt like okay I've explained myself um the I also find it interesting that was the first thing she needed to do now it makes sense given her damage as we talked about but yes that she didn't write you know a version of even a kind you know to her husband or ex-husband now like this is why I can't do this anymore. I mean, it didn't have to be. It could have been angry. It could have been kind. It could have been a lot of things. But it was It was to her son because yes. that was where she she felt that wound. Yeah. Yeah. And the river is like the metaphor for a marriage. There ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. But I love that. I know there's hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim when I'm drowning in this silence. Oh my God, I drown in silence, just so you know, everyone. Um, You're like, really? Because you talk a lot, lady. But um, no, I just, that line to me, I can see how in a relationship you could could drown in the silence. And then she's baby let me in. Um, And then there ain't no room for things to change when we are both so deeply stuck in our ways. You can't deny how hard I've tried. I changed who I was to put you both first, but now I give up. And there's a lot of that in here of this, what she sacrificed of herself in the name of her marriage or being a mother. And there's also a lot of how she's had to let go of that. Um, 
and how she, but how she tried. She says, I tried in a lot of different ways in these, in a lot of these songs. She really wants us to know that she tried. Um, and she, and, and that line, I had good intentions and the highest hopes, but I know right now it probably doesn't even show. And when she says that line, I don't know, I, I, I think, you know, to the, to a lot of people, it'll look like, well, did she really try? You know, how much did she try? And, and she's like, I know it probably doesn't show, but I, but I did. And this was still what I had to do. And just the chorus, just the go easy on me. I mean, it sounds like just like a plea, you know, like we're Mm -hmm. all just doing our best. She's struggling. She's trying. There's, she hopes that people understand, namely her son, of course, but like why she did this, but just could you go easy on me? You know, like, please, like, go easy on me. And that, the easy on me, I don't know. I just, that, even just the chorus. I love, I do, I love this song. Um, she's got a version out now with Chris Stapleton, which I thought was interesting mm-hmm. after we just talked about uh, yeah. him having the duet with Taylor. Um, again, I love him. And so I thought that was interesting that both of them, again, Albums out yeah. the same week, duets with yeah. Chris Stapleton. It's crazy. That what's hot is hot. Uh, I love that you are talking about drowning in silence. I'm like, I don't understand drowning in silence. I was thinking, of, immediately came into my head was the Taylor Swift lyric. I'm really gonna miss us picking fights. Yeah, and me screaming that I'm right. Like yeah. <laughs> that's yes, that's how I drown. Well, I know in and- ridiculous, stupid fights about whose indie record is cooler. Yes, and I've thought about this a lot about how we both not not that you relate more to Taylor, I relate more to Adele. I mean, probably, but just in the there's a much more like I said earlier like volatility in yeah. in Taylor like in the whole you know blank space I mean space, volatility like, I don't, yeah volatility has sometimes a negative connotation I think it no, is more of yeah. the the like changeable versus the earth fixed grounded you know yeah. that is is just more more of a yeah I guess I don't mean volatile a like, different a, like it's like out there like in your face more and like yeah. there's more it's more vocal I which yeah 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 which I think is great like that's what I'm saying or like there is a little more of her vengeance angle too like I was joking about blank space like I could see her carving that name Mm -hmm. in the tree like like that I like I said I love that as a listener but I that's not that's not true of any personal experience I've had I think it's cool I'm like fuck yeah Yeah. like right about that you know but I'm not yeah 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 yeah. the drowning in silence is probably more what I would do (laughs) yeah which so interesting yeah I know the parallel I get what you're saying because that's how I feel I'm like this is that's fascinating what does that feel like yes what does that feel like yeah I'm almost more attracted to that because I'm like hmm what is that and then as opposed to what I what relates to or what touches me deeply speaks to me yeah it's totally true when I listen to someone Taylor I'm like what must that feel like that's kind of (laughs) cool like you're you know (laughs) I don't know um okay so I don't want to talk about my little love unless you do but I did that is a a lot of people are talking about that song because of it, the voice recordings. Yes, it. it's very sweet. It is. It's very like sweet that. and very sad. Um, yes. Makes a lot of people cry. Um, yeah. But I thought that was very interesting. It was a, an idea of her therapist to record, take these little voice memos. And then I guess one of her producers had the idea to mix them into her song. 
which is very sweet. And if you think of this as, you know, her doing this for her son someday to listen to this and understand, then I really can see why that's really special for for this album. Yeah. I tend, though, to like the second half of the album. Uh, Yes. The best. Um, From really from our drink wine on. I mean, I I went straight to I drink wine just when I saw the titles because I'm like, oh, this is so me. (laughs) I knew we were kindred spirits, although there's not much about drinking wine. There's only one line about about drinking wine in the song. Um, But that I that. Some of the lyrics in there. How can one become so bounded by choices that somebody else makes? How come we've both become a version of a person we don't even like? Oof, I, that that mm. feels true to me. Um, but now I soak. Now I only soak up wine. They say to play it hard. You work hard. Find balance in the sacrifice. Yet I don't know anybody who's truly satisfied. Hmm. Mm. But then this, she says, so I hope I learn to get over myself. Stop trying to be somebody else so we can love each other for free. Oh, hello, sleeping with other people. I love that line. Um, Everybody wants something. You just want me. Why am I obsessing about the things I can't control? Why am I seeking approval from people I don't even know? That made me think of Glennon Doyle. Like, why are you asking people for directions about yourself? Like, they don't have the map. Um, But I just, this Mm. one, I think, is where, like, sort of the turning point. Like, how I got to learn to get over myself because that's the only way I'm going to be able to love somebody else. Yeah. And that nobody else can decide. Yes. What's best for me? No. It's just something I have to figure out. For myself. Um, Mm -hmm. Because again, you're always stuck with yourself in these relationships. (laughs) Even though it is relational, you are still, still got to deal with you. Um, Yeah. So I like that one. But a woman like me, which I guess is your destiny, your your, your universe (laughs) destiny is... One of my my two favorites. I, I will yes. give them away. It's woman like me and and to be loved. But um, why do you think the universe gave you woman like me as your first song? I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. There is nothing else for me. This is your song. Then this song, yeah. Tell me, tell me why. Uh, uh, you know the lyrics yeah. her lyrics are always on point yeah. for me even when i don't understand the way mm-hmm. she has expressed it yeah. like the drowning in loneliness or um it you know it there are feelings i have experienced being lonely being whatever but yeah i mean <laughs> maybe it's an old me as opposed to a a current me but yeah I made a few mistakes I regret it nightly I broke a couple hearts that I wear on my sleeve (laughs) you know my mom always said girl you're trouble and now I wonder could you fall for a woman like me I mean yeah it's pretty much what else to say yeah yeah a woman like me oh I mean if I wrote a diss song like this is what it would say I mean I begged you to let me in because I only want to be the cure. If you don't choose to grow, we ain't never going to know. And that Mm. complacency is the worst trait to have. Are you crazy? 
you ain't never had, ain't never had a woman like me. It's so sad a man like you could be so lazy. Consistency is the key, is the gift, I'm sorry, to give for free. And it is key to ever keep, to ever keep a woman like me. I mean, I, that this is, this, this, like I said, if I was going to write a song to someone like uh, a diss song, it would be like, this is where you fucked up. Being complacent, not consistently showing up. Um, That's so interesting. Being lazy. I Ugh. Yeah. I definitely didn't think of this as a diss song. Like, oh, or really? I, that I, calling yeah. them out for like refusing to change and wanting like a better life because you're yeah, being lazy. A challenge. I, I think it's a challenge. I don't, I don't know. I guess a diss track I would think of is like, it's already over and you're like, this is, this is what went wrong. And this to me is like a step up. This is yes. What, this is, yeah, that's you know, true. You could look. Yeah, this like, is what you stand to lose. Right. Exactly. If you don't yeah. do what you need to do, exactly. Yeah. No, that that's true. How can I lift you up if you refuse to activate the life you truly because, want? Because because of the way she started it, I guess is is why I think of it that way. Because it's like, look, I've been there. I've I've broken hearts and me have regrets and drank too much and said something stupid like I've been there too but like we together we can be better right right I guess is the way I think of it I like that I do I also I love the but loving you was a breakthrough I saw what my heart can really do now some other man will get the love I have for you and I think meaning that's why I took it as like well this is over and like you screwed up because you didn't step up but it's what you're saying makes sense too um yeah but I can't you can go back. Yeah. It's, it can be a threat. Yes, you're right. But I or do. a promise. Yes, you're right. Or a promise. But I saw what my heart can really do. So I, I like that. She's like, but yeah. I know what what I can do and, and how I can love. Um, and I just, I love that song. I really do. A woman like me, yeah. baby. Um, mm-hmm. So hold on. I had quoted some lyrics on our on our Instagram about this one and I do think I do think this one is I don't want to say it's like spiritual it does it almost feels like you're going to church um but you know she says I swear to God I'm such a mess the harder that I try I regress I'm my own worst enemy right now I truly hate being me every day feels like the road I'm on might just open up and swallow me whole how do I feel so mighty small when I'm struggling to feel at all? Ay, ay, ay. Um, but one of the things that she said to Oprah, who asked her about those specific lyrics, was that hold on was just the thing that her friends always said to her. That was their line. Just hold on. Just hold on. Like, you know, you got to, you know, get through this. Um, and that became sort of like a mantra for her. And I love where she says sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get and the emptiness actually lets us forget. Sometimes forgiveness is easiest in secret. And like, so she really, she had to forgive herself, which is, is done in secret, right? I mean, that's just between you and yourself. And, and, you know, she said, she thinks this song has the ability to save lives and I'm like wow Adele way to um be confident in your abilities but but maybe so to hold on for people who who are in the middle of whatever their struggle is um maybe Mm. 
Yeah. I'm holding on over here, Adele. It's all we can do. The only way the only way out is through. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. and we're holding on to be loved, which is yes. my favorite. And is mm-hmm. I have no singing ability, as you know. But and so because of that, sometimes it's hard for me to even recognize when something is like a technically hard vocal, but apparently right. this is, and I can, even I can kind of tell like the most technically challenging I song. I just think of everything Adele sings. Yes. Technically. Correct. Yeah, so even like if you're grading level. on the Adele scale, apparently this one is like next level technically okay. difficult, like okay. nearly impossible to sing vocally, apparently. Um, but also she said because of the message and the how much the song means to her she says she will never sing it in public oh wow yeah she she says she'll never sing this in public which is kind of sad since i love it so much but it's too much for her apparently maybe she'll change her mind but to me like we've said from the beginning i i know this is a divorce album but this song for me is just sort of cements that it's it's really about herself and and her own growth and her journey to to find herself and love herself and you know she said it's it's about time that I face myself all I do is bleed into someone else Uh, I'll never do you remember yeah oh go ahead go ahead no more lyrics go I'll never learn if I never leap I'll always yearn if I never speak and you know to be loved and love at the highest count means to lose all the things I can't live without let it be known that I will choose to lose. It's a sacrifice, but I can't live a lie. Let it be known. Let it be known that I tried, which goes back to what I said earlier. She does want us to know many times that she tried, but that mm-hmm. also all the things she's giving up, but she's choosing to do that because she believes that that's her way to find her own strength and, and to find herself and then to ultimately be able to love yeah. and how you can't live a lie. And when she said, let it be known that I cried for you, even started lying to you, what a thing to do, all because I wanted to be loved and love at the highest count. And I thought, for me, that meant she realized she was crying, crying for you, was crying for herself and what she had, how she had lost her way. And she even started lying to herself that mm-hmm. she could continue maybe, but ultimately, you know, you can't, she can't live a lie. And I, I mean, in addition to just, I think, being a beautiful song to listen to, the, the lyrics just, for me, were, were it. They were, yeah. this was my song. Yeah. No, for sure. She, I, I mean, she nailed the growth. Do you remember the first time you saw Adele when you hadn't seen Adele for a really long time? This time around, you mean? meaning as opposed to what time meaning the like this most recent time we've seen her because she'd been out of the spotlight for so many years yeah with yes yes i saw a picture of her weight loss that that was what kind of made its way around yeah it wasn't to me about the weight loss she actually to me looked like looked like a different person yeah she didn't look like a skinny adele whatever that means she actually looked like a different person that's fair to me yes no she did she did and this album feels incredibly obvious that that was what i mean this you know 
that that was what happened. She became a different person. Yeah. It was not about losing some weight or not losing some weight or whatever. That This journey that she was on was essentially reinventing herself in a very deep way that yeah. started really from the inside inside out exactly yeah yeah Yeah, and people focused on the external change but what you're saying is there was this came from well i did too yeah of course she couldn't help no but i did too but but i mean to say she just looked different i didn't i didn't people focused on her weight and that she looked skinny but i don't know i never saw a skinny adele i saw a A different different person. person wow i really did and that is what this album I think proves from beginning to end yeah no that's a good point that was the journey she was on yeah I love it I love it I love yeah. the story I really do um yeah it's very relatable and well yeah yeah and do we yeah, yeah you're gonna say I was are we gonna say Saturn's yeah return. exactly yeah and what this is she was literally going through a, a cosmic transformation she was at a, a crossroads uh, astrologically yes. speaking so she, she was. Yeah. Tell us about the Saturn's return. Because when you first told me, by the way, the only reason I even know what a Saturn's return is, and now I love again, by the way, that Adele yeah. is putting something on the world stage that we love to talk about. Um, yeah. But you first told me on Miss Americana, the yes, episode the- we did on Taylor Swift's documentary, and I did not know what it was then. And, and I'm I so had glad said, you told yeah, me. Yeah, I had said on that episode a while ago um, that if this, the documentary lacked some sort of now it doesn't have to be a a pretty bow kind of simple ending but if it lacked some sort of real singular you know uh, response or real singular lesson or theme it was if that was the case and I had felt like that a little bit I enjoyed every bit of it but it felt like a lot of strands and there were no no answer clear answer at the end I thought it was because at that time Taylor Swift was going through her Saturn's return. Mm-hmm. And when that, I think when the docu- documentary was released, she was out of it. She was out of the Saturn's return. That that shadow period in her life was over. And so it had moved from, from wherever. So Saturn's return is the planet makes a very long journey it takes 27 years to return to the place where it was when you were born Mm -hmm. so every it's not everyone's is different but when you were born it was at a certain place and in a certain sign and and then it takes 27 20 approximately 27 to 30 yeah Mm -hmm. yes that's right 27 to 30 years to come back to that and then there's retrogrades and all that stuff so it it is is a general period and because it's so slow three-year period is pretty much you know a short period in its entire journey but and that she hers actually came she came out of her Saturn's return when that documentary was released and and my god look at where she's gone from there by the way mm-hmm. that does not that's usually what happens when you come out of your Saturn's return it's almost like a they call it a, a rebirth sling. like an intense yeah. rebirth yeah well that's what you do during that time but right. it's usually like a slingshot it feels like three years of digging mm-hmm. to nowhere and no end in sight and then all of a sudden you're slingshotted to a completely next level and a, and a different understanding of of yourself and of life and so many things and you kind of almost look back I know or I'm speaking from my experience 
I, you kind of come out and go, huh, what happened to me? In some ways, you feel like nothing happened to you. And in some ways, you're like, I'm not even the same person I was before. So it is a bizarre thing. I We uh, talking to other people and to each other, I don't know that everyone goes through this. It sounds like probably more people don't really go through. I had yeah. some in- interesting examples on that episode. I think Gwen Stefani wrote a Saturn's Return album or or at least a song about it. And some other musicians have talked about being in that period of their time, but not everybody experiences well, it or is or aware Or do we of not it. know? I guess if you didn't know what it was... Well, everyone literally has Saturn. Right, of course. But if you don't know what that is, then you might... Well, I didn't... Oh, I definitely didn't know what it was when I was going through it. It was much later that I I learned about it. But I think you have to be in a place, whatever that means, in a place in your life or in a, you know, a mindset to be able to say... I need to look at everything. And and as Adele talks about, be willing to throw away everything and question everything. Yeah. And then figure out what you want to keep. And by the way, I think the answer for most people is I want to keep nothing and I want to just keep going forward. And so yeah, I, I definitely was in that period of my life. I had had a good level of success in the law. I had switched to what was my highest aspiration was to be in-house I had negotiated a great salary. I had I had everything I had gotten I wanted. And I was married to the man I was sure I was supposed to be married to, but I wasn't healed the way I wanted to. None of these things. And I kind of got them all around the same time. Maybe that's what a perfect storm kind of thing. Who knows? It's not clear who experiences it and who doesn't. But I think I it might depend on where, what house your Saturn is in and what sign. I tried to do a little digging into that. There was an article about yeah. about Adele's and they said her natal Saturn is in Capricorn, which mm. this astrologer said was one of the most challenging yet rewarding Saturn placements and mm. that it's likely in her seventh house of relationships. So it could be that it depends on the, you know, the sign or what house it's in, but Right. I don't know. I mean, because you're right. I We've been curious about this. Like, clearly, some people are affected by it more than others. And I, I, I look back now, and I can't see anything in my, like, 27 to 30-year-old time span yeah. of this enormous kind of tumultuous change and questioning. But I don't know. It's fascinating. And she's so into it. I mean... Oh, yeah. She talked about it in the Vogue article. She, mm-hmm. as we said earlier, when she showed up wore. for that one night only, she wore these giant gold Saturn earrings, which were beautiful. Her dress, yeah. honestly, I'm sure was no accident. It looked like sort of it was this fitted black dress, but it sort of had this like swirly kind of cape-like thing around it, which to me looked like the rings of Saturn she mm-hmm. had a she has a Saturn tattoo I mean she yeah. is full on embracing this and she also held that one night only at Los Angeles's Griffith 
Observatory, which is an astronomy museum that that mm-hmm. bills itself as the city's gateway to the cosmos. I mean, she is. Mm-hmm. You're right. She is our Leading leader now. Oh, <laughs> she yeah, she yes. is a leader on the ship. Um, and I I think uh, you know I mentioned this on our love and marriage one. I mean, she she apparently picked the date of it's this album. And divorce. Oh, love. love. I'm thinking love and marriage. Yes. yes. Oh my yes, God. Yes. Love, yes. marriage, divorce. They're all. All related. Um, well, hopefully, love is in both yes. marriage and divorce. But yes, go correct. Ahead. Yeah. Um, she picked the date the, for the album release to coincide with the lunar eclipse in Taurus. I mean, it's clear mm-hmm. she consulted an astrologer for this. So, yeah. And you're right. You mentioned earlier that she her sun sign is in Taurus, and that too is is very interesting for her to have decided to make this big change because. Taurus, they don't like change. They like yeah. to stay grounded in the earth, in their routines. And, yep. you know, again, you're never just your sun sign and there's a lot of factors at play. But for a Taurus, that's a that's a big move. Um, yeah. To yeah. Do that. And fixed. It's, it's yeah. the earth sign and it's also a fixed sign. And because I have earth, my moon is earth, but it is cardinal earth. So a little bit less, a little bit less rigid. To be both earth and fixed is is a different. Is yes, to say you know like change would probably be an, uh, an understatement. But I guess. But she, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. She says specifically, she doesn't you know kind of blame her divorce yeah. on her Saturn's return. She is just she just knows that that was what she was going through. Um, she says it's where I lost the plot, which mm-hmm. I loved that I love terminology, that right? Yeah, um, and she says when it, when that comes, meaning Saturn's return, it can rock your life. It shakes you up a bit. Who am I? What do I want to do? What makes me truly happy? All those things, <sighs> and that was exactly what my experience was. It is. It's not about one's job or one's marriage or one's anything. It's it's about you going, who am I? What do yeah. I want to do? What makes me truly happy? And to investigate all of those things. And that's what everyone should be investigating, right? At some point in their life. I mean, at least I would love to and 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 try to. But so for people who are like, eh, astrology, whatever. I mean, I would just say, who who cares what brought her to that point? For her, yes, it was this, you know, she's attributing it to Saturn's return. But but whatever it is, like, these are important things to ask yourself yeah. um, and to examine. Yeah. And if that's what made her do it, great. But regardless, like, just... Yeah, because I've talked about this and I'm thinking about uh, Little Fires Everywhere and the finale and and that beautiful Ingrid Michaelson song. Yes, uh, build it know, up or yeah, burn it down. Yeah. I always get <laughs> that. Well, that's what you have to do yeah. is do both. And that's what I feel like I've been on that journey. The, my Saturn's return taught me that. And then I never kind of sat comfortably again. And that's not to say I haven't been really happy. I mean, all of the happiness in my life has come after my Saturn's return. So I can't, it's not linked to happiness, but I've just never let myself get complacent. Yes. Right? Uh, well, or, she or, says, come look and listen to what she says about complacency. She's, she's, mm-hmm. and that's why I think that tattoo, I mean, is again, I'm, she didn't say this, but I'm just inferring. I mean, that's going to be her reminder. It's a reminder, yeah. exactly, yeah. to not be complacent, to remember that 
you know, yeah, like you said, you you might have to very often, you know, burn it down and build it back up. Build it up. And again. she's not afraid anymore because like she said, yeah. what I went through was hell. I can do anything now um, and I'm not afraid. And that is probably, yeah, her reminder right there yeah, on her Yeah, she arm. said she's, she's been on a journey to find her true happiness ever since. And I do, I feel like for me too. And that's just, once you wake up in that way, you can't shut it off yeah you can't you can't not ever you know be willing to look at those questions because I guess you know when you've done it when it kind of hits you and you don't even feel it or know it it's coming I think then to do it intentionally is just by definition less painful because you are saying okay now I'm going to look at this I didn't know what the fuck was happening to me all of a sudden and I didn't I had never heard of Saturn's return when I was going through it and it was only in hindsight Right. And that someone explained to me that that's a natural time to do that. And, and it might have something to do with the planets. And that was fascinating to me to make sense of it. But the truth is, I didn't know. And it came to me anyway. It hit me and I felt blindsided and like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me. Any cliche you could think of, I felt. Mm-hmm. And to do it intentionally is just simply easier. Right, right. Oh, we're following you all on this journey with our leader, Adele. (laughs) This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated. <laughs>